there, Wolt Chums. Before we get started with this episode, we wanted to add a little bit of a disclaimer. On this episode, we will be discussing non-hunger-based eating, but not specifically disordered eating patterns. If you feel like you might have a serious issue with eating disorder, please go ahead and maybe skip this episode and head over to the National Eating Disorders Association to get help. You can find them at nationaleatingdisorders.org. And Donald will also put that link in the show notes. So without any further adieu, uh, enjoy this episode. And welcome to another Bruce the Shark from Finding Nemo episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts. I am Donald Weigel, and I have uh, lost about 100 pounds. I've kept it off for uh, roughly six years, and uh, I am here to talk about it along with my wife and partner, who is... Catherine Weigel, and uh, I know that fish are friends, not food. Uh, <laughs> and right. I have lost over 120 pounds and kept it off for uh, about six years. I am a Tiny Habits Certified Coach, a Thrive Global Certified Coach, and I, too, am hungry like the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Our episode is called Hungry Like the Wolf. Yes, I know. So it's like Duran Duran. <laughs> you are also hungry like the wolf, yes. So why are are you looking at me like we were talking about finding Nemo and fish, and then just sort of well, like, but hungry like the wolf. Wait, no, the, I was thinking of the re, the uh, Duran Duran Rio video where they're on the water. Uh, yeah. I was trying; I was like water based, but I don't remember the hungry like the wolf video. I used Is to it- love like w- back in the actual eighties. I loved Duran Duran, and it was it was like you were considered uncool as a guy if you liked Duran Duran back then, but it really like it was something I talked to girls about. Ah, yeah, so nice. Like, they named them twice. Yeah, exactly. That's actually, uh, you know the origin of Duran Duran. Yeah, it's you? that uh, Jane Fonda movie. Yeah, that was troubling. I watched that movie. Why can't I think of it? Barbarella. Uh, Barbarella. Barbarella, yeah. I saw that movie when I was six. Oh, yeah, no, that's not good. Again, poor boundaries. My parents were just like, you're just going to see uh, dolls with sharp teeth trying I think to I was, bite yeah. Jane Fonda. I think I was, oh, dolls with sharp yeah, trying to bite Jane Fonda. That's right. Uh, that terrified which me. Which sometimes I feel like one of those dolls, except I'm trying to bite a sandwich. A bite a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, is, uh, that is very relatable. Uh, yeah. But but I, I don't want to step on your Finding Nemo uh, riff. Yeah, so like, where were you going with for, Finding for Nemo? For those who don't know. Bruce the shark is a character character in Finding Nemo, and and he is trying to reform, and he has to constantly remind himself that he's not a mindless eating machine. And I also have to (laughs) constantly remind myself that I am not a mindless eating machine. (laughs) I get it now. I get it. I'm just thinking of dolls biting Barbarella. Yeah. And you're you're actually making this germane. So kudos to you. Yeah. uh, Those dolls biting Barbarella were just looking for a sandwich that were in her pocket, that was in her pocket. Uh, At least that's what I would be doing if I was Um, one of those dolls. If you saw her outfit, there were no pockets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was not much left to the imagination. I think I saw that movie, but 
but I think I was also too young, and I just I barely remember Dude. anything about it. Okay, Duran Duran was this like really buff guy with wings who lived in a nest. Yeah, who made out with Jane Fonda. Like I don't know what that movie was about, yeah. but it was not appropriate. Somewhere for me. online, I bet there's a there's like Duran Duran talks about like picking that character's name out of that movie and making that their name. But anyway. Uh, they are hungry like the wolf, and so am I. And so is Bruce. And so are you. Uh, so, Bru- yeah, no, but Bruce really actually uh, loved Finding Nemo. I'll yeah. go back and, to And he constantly friendly. had these, like, I am not a mindless eating machine. Uh, fish, fish are my friends, and, you know, things like that. And um, we received an email from a listener named Dave. Hello, Dave. Let's pretend it's Bruce, though. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> pretend yeah, from listener Bruce. It's a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going to change your it's name, Dave. actually Bruce the Thanks Shark. Thanks for writing, but... Uh, Bruce the Shark actually uh, typed an email and sent it in from the ocean, I guess. Uh, and no, but Dave, listener Dave, wrote in. And he said, oh, Catherine has something to say. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about sharks and finish lines, but, but <laughs> I don't no, want to disrupt. There is no finish line. Finish line. Yeah, that's why we relate it to sharks. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so uh, Dave, I almost called him Bruce. Dave, <laughs> Dave wrote in and he said, hello, I just discovered you thanks to the Lose It app. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, yeah, and-, and, and thank you to the Lose It app. And uh, thank you uh, to all who found us because of the Lose It app and, and all who found us otherwise. Yeah. And um, Dave says, I've heard three shows and I'm hooked. Well, you've obviously got great taste. Hooked like a shark, ah! like a fish. Um, you've obviously got great taste, uh, Dave. He says, congratulations on your journeys of health. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds much classier than Journeventure. Yeah. Uh, journeys Join of- us on our journey of health. I'm going on a journey of health. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, so he says, I briefly heard you mention different types of eating, such as revenge or secret. That sounds so much like us. Um, yeah. And, and I'm wondering if you had an episode or other resource where you name and describe all the different non-hunger-based eating. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Yes. Like, he says thank you. He says thank you, And his name Dave. is Dave. Like, we're he signs off. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. And um, I replied to his email, as yeah, I did. occasionally do, yeah. and I included links to a few episodes that we've sort of done uh, over 300 where we randomly talk about the kinds of eating that there are. But Dave had a great idea, and yeah. so we are using that today uh, and in the next episode to talk about sort of the uh, the non-hunger-based eating patterns. Yeah, we started to put together this episode and realized that there are a lot of them. And though, frankly, I have done, you know, at various times, all of these things, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Um, and so uh, we thought that it would be better to uh, break this up into two episodes. So this is part one yeah, of and a thrilling two-parter. It, it is thrilling. It will be thrilling. We're on a thrilling, non-hunger-based uh Journey to health. Yeah, I was well, trying to we've like. We've already read talked the about wolves and sharks. Wolves and like, sharks. How much more exciting yeah, is that? This is like apex predator episode. Oh yeah. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, it would. Um, but before we get started, I know I included a disclaimer at the beginning. Uh, but if uh, like we understand that there are serious 
uh, medical issues around eating disorders, including binge eating, emotional eating. Uh, there are uh, there are lots of different serious topics with serious issues. We are going to give more of an overview of some ways you might not consider. Uh, you're eating in ways that aren't serving your health goals. But if bef- before we get started on this, if you feel like you have a serious issue, please reach out to a medical professional. You can also head over to nationaleatingdisorders.org. Uh, that association will help find resources if you or someone that you love has a serious issue. Again, we lead with the chuckles. Uh, we are not medical professionals. Uh, so as we move forward in this, we are, again, just sort of generally talking about not so helpful things and not serious issues. So uh, I will I will end the serious portion of this uh, this podcast. Thank goodness. And head I over really to the tired slide of, whistle of being serious. But part of the reason that we are doing this, and I think something that people don't talk about enough when they're talking about weight loss and fitness, I they talk about okay, you should eat this, you know, paint by numbers, X, Y, Z, you should do these exercises. But people don't talk about um, these sorts of non-hunger eating, uh, you know, events that people do enough. And really hearing about them and figuring out what I was doing and figuring out that I was in a lot of ways lying to myself and using these things as a way to trick myself into thinking like, I'm doing everything I can. Um, Like, why can't I lose weight? But I was actually engaging in a lot of these behaviors and eating a lot more than I even consciously thought I was and also giving myself a lot more excuses to indulge in food than I realized I was. And figuring out that I was doing it and calling it on myself was a great, like, giant leap in me stopping the behaviors. Yeah, self-understanding and sort of recognizing blind spots that you might have has been, for us, super critical in making permanent changes and being able to correct behavior once it happens. Oftentimes, when people feel vulnerable, like this whole weight loss thing is a very vulnerable thing to talk about. And when we approach people, people approach us and say, you know, I want help. We point out, well, you know, maybe are you eating at night? No, 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 I don't eat at night. Well, no, I eat really healthily. Well, no, I don't do that. Well, no, I don't do that. And it's more about being a little bit defensive about like, well, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. But when we just focus on the things that we don't do, we often can just dismiss those little things that we do on occasion yeah. or frequently that we don't even realize we're doing them. Yeah. It's like people are like, well, I don't, I, I don't have a sugar problem. Yeah. And they don't focus on the fact that they have a chips problem or a grazing problem where they're grabbing handfuls of stuff without really thinking about it and out real, you know, without realizing how much it is. Yeah. So we're going to break, uh, again, this episode into two parts. Uh, Donald, I just came up with a list like some sort of Santa Claus yeah. situation of a list. Yeah. But Donald actually broke it down into some categories. So uh, we each came up with our own, and then Donald compiled them. Thank you very much it's for your hard work. It's a team effort. It is a team effort. But as we're going through this, 
our, our hope is to help you, dear listener, sort of recognize patterns that you might be blind to in yourself. And again, these could be occasional or frequent. So just um, just see what, what you get mad about. Sometimes that's a really good right, thing. Right. When you feel called out, that might be an area that you're sensitive to. And if it's something you don't have a problem with, thumbs up to you. I'm giving two thumbs up like the Fonz right now uh, to you right now in my brain. So uh, so yeah, so Donald, I think, is going to uh, get us. And for uh, the record, she was actually giving two thumbs up on yeah, a podcast. I actually, <laughs> I actually met the Fonz one time. He was amazing, but I'll, yeah. I'll save that for another episode. My, my parents have his autograph. Uh-huh. Uh, they saw a play that he was in I with, with actually with John Ritter yeah. um, cool. before he passed away. Well, obviously, it was before he passed away. And he uh, they, they got him... Uh, uh, they got autographs from uh, the cast afterwards. Um, anyway, that's like a weird aside. Uh, the Fonz is awesome. <laughs> um, so the first the first category to watch out for, and this is something that we, we talk about all the time, uh, which is the all or nothing attitude. And this is you go on a super restrictive plan, and then when you go off of that plan, you go overboard. And, and this, you know, a good example of this was me when I would do Atkins back in the day, which, uh, is the roughly the same thing as keto. Um, I would, you know, cut out all, all sugar, pasta, bread, grains. And then when I would decide to go off that plan, then I would eat those foods with an absolute vengeance. Uh, you know, I was like, I was, I was sort of missing them so hard that I could eat nothing other than those foods, and I would gain back way more weight than I had lost. Well, and I did that too. I mean, and that can be re- super, you know, restrictive plans or even something like Weight Watchers, which I invested in that company for years and years because yeah. I was either a hundred percent on the plan. Or if I stumbled, I would go 100% off. And I think something, you know, that we, we've talked about recently is how we, in this last time, Jern Venture, uh, we have let go of all or nothing and gone into the adaptive pivoting, what can I do right now kind of mindset. And it's been critical just letting go of that everything or nothing. Because the, again, the question is, how has that been serving you? So uh, the Walt message in total is sort of getting away from that all or nothing attitude. Uh, and it only took us, what, 40 years yeah, to, exactly. to figure that out. So if we can save you a couple minutes, then we've done our job. Well, and this is not really on topic for this episode, but getting over your all or nothing attitude attitude is, is one of my kind of crusades in general. Like, you know, saying to yourself, well, if I can't do my ideal exercise or I can't eat ideally, then I'm just going to do nothing at all. Like trying to get people over that idea and, and making people realize, helping people to realize that, that doing something is always better than doing nothing at all. Indeed. Nicely done, Donald. Thank you. I think you. that's a really great message. So the next one is, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about, uh, you know, the big emotional eating with a capital E, but we are talking about like, every, like the joke is like, everything's an emotion. <laughs> like, that's how I see it. But like, 
generally, like I eat when I'm happy. I eat when I'm sad. It's like the seven dwarves, any sleepy, dopey, whatever, want to eat about it. And we can do happy celebration, festive eating, uh, angry, stressed, self-soothing food qualities. So generally, we sort of know about emotional eating. But I, I thought at the beginning of all of this, I heard about binge eating. Yeah. Like I like well, I don't binge, so obviously I'd like, oh, I eat salads, so I don't have a problem. Like and categorizing that as that all or nothing, like, well, I don't binge, so obviously I don't have a problem. It must be my thyroid, wasn't the issue. Realizing that I had issues with self-soothing because I was overworked or I didn't get the praise that I was hoping for or I wanted to tell someone what I thought but I didn't feel like I had the right. Yeah. Seeing all of those boundaries that I had around I'm not going to share what I need so I'm going to eat about it as a reward, that was really huge for me. Um, another part of that, and this, was, this kind of ties into it, is that revenge eating, feeling like, well, I don't get what I want so I'm going to eat about it. Every Everybody else, you know, my my boss is making me work overtime. My teenager doesn't appreciate me. I'm going to eat about it. Right. Like, oh, you know, Donald gets to go to the, you know, football game or whatever, and I've got a toilet work that day. Like, I'm going to eat about it. And seeing it as a reward slash punishment to others. Yeah, it's like you're, great. you know, it's like, I'll show you. I'm going to put on a bunch of weight. That'll teach you a lesson. <laughs> but there were times definitely when you would be doing really well eating and i would just be like well it must be nice to be you like like i'm just gonna eat about it and you know and prove that i don't have it as good as you which is really super not helpful well and you basically said it but i i don't know how many times when i had a hard day or somebody was you know a jerk to me and i would tell myself i deserve this treat like i i just deserve to eat whatever I want right now. Well, and it ties into that fight, flight, or food sort of thing of like, I'm really angry. I'm really like peeved. There, I'll say it. <gasps> peeved. My goodness. Irked. Oh, no. Um, but when we feel those big rushes of feeling, we want to tamp them down as quickly as possible. And a really great way to release dopamine and good times is by eating something delicious because it immediately soothes us. And though we're not uh, uh, junkyard dogs being thrown a (laughs) a piece of steak, um, we do want that like distraction from big feelings, especially when we don't know what to do with them. So whether it is like celebration, elation eating, we are not saying that like food is fuel, like there, there is a portion of the fitness population that thinks that no emotions should be around food, but food is festive and fun and lovely and de- and delightful. Yeah, and and you know, frankly or unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, I mean, you know, enjoying food is part of the human experience. Yeah, and and the the emotions around it are are hard to detach from. But it, look, I still do this, but I I now recognize when I'm doing it. And I realize that I don't deserve, you know, a, a, a an extra donut because I, you know, somebody was mean to me. 
I, I understand that I have to like go in with eyes wide open now if I'm going to do something like that. And it makes it a lot harder for me to, to sort of justify it internally when I'm like, oh, I'm just doing this as an excuse to eat something I really want to eat. Like I'm just using that as an excuse. It's not actually a real thing. Well, and the more we understand our motivation and the more we take ownership of like, I really love food. I love it. Once we get to the point where we actively decide how we're going to use food and fit it into our plans, that is where power comes from. Being able to actually enjoy foods that you like. We did uh, an episode called I'm a Carby Girl and a couple of others that focus on working foods that you love into your day in mindful ways. And there are ways to get it done that don't sabotage us. So just pay attention to those those impulses that you have, those big feelings that, you know, I have a big feeling and food is going to distract me. Just, I'm going to say it, watch out for it. Watch out. <laughs> Someone has to say it. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next category. And um, uh, Doug also mentions this one in his email it's to Dave. us. Dave. I said Doug. Oh you my said goodness. we're watching Survivor right now, and a guy that just oh, there got is a guy named Doug. Doug. Yeah, we're yeah, we're watching Survivor UK right now. But all, okay, if we're distracted right now, I just realized we generally call people Walt chums, and what do sharks love? Oh, chum, chum. Yeah. Uh oh, here are chums. Bruce Watch the out. shark is definitely into Walt chums. Um, so Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, Dave uh, asked about uh, secret eating. So secret eating. This is which, my favorite. Which is <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It was. It's, it's, it's my classic, favorite. Catherine. So Ugh. this this appears in the form in a couple of different forms, and one of them is that you put up a good front in front of other people. You you only eat a a reasonable portion. You only have Virtues. a salad in front of people. And then you, when you're alone, you indulge in all the treats and you just, you know, you, you eat all of the things that you're actually craving, um, uh, you know, to excess while people aren't around and looking. And then the, the other side of this is, um, that you're, you're sort of embarrassed to eat food in front of people. And I used to be this way. Yeah. Like I was, I, f I felt like I was so overweight. I didn't want people to actually see me eating anything. I never see you eat anything. I never see you eat anything. Um, and people, oh, you're so good. I don't understand. Like you just are eating, you know, reasonable portions and steamed vegetables in front of us, which is something I would do. And then I would like, you know, go hide in a, a like, you know, supply closet at work and, you know, take food with me and eat it when nobody was looking. Or I would, you know, eat behind the pantry door in the kitchen because I didn't even want Catherine to see me doing it. Well, and a lot of times this comes from feeling judged about what you are eating. Are you eating that? I thought you were on a diet. Should you really? Ha oh, that's a really big level. And when we feel judged by others, that really leads to the desire to eat in private. I used to go visit family and I would bring a case of Cliff Bars with me that I could eat, you know, 
in my room where I was staying so that they wouldn't see me eating. And then when, you know, I would be like, oh, I'm not really hungry either. Or, oh, yeah, I could eat. Even yeah. though I just ate 300 calories of something. This was a huge one for me. And getting past it, I know we've, I think we've done episodes on secret eating. I think we actually did an episode called Secret Eating, which uh, is like, wait, I, when I don't I was, know if we did. I think we did because with Dave, I emailed him back and was like, Oh, we did actually do one called Secret Eating. It was it was way back in the beginning. It, it's weird that we would just straightforward call, call it Secret Eating. Yeah, that we didn't call it like, you know, Agent secret, Provocateur. Yeah, or some, Secret Eating Man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Secret Yeah, that's Secret Eating Man. That's but that, that wanting to hide what you're really eating was just – that honestly was the biggest – I really didn't realize I was doing it even though – I. I would buy a dozen bagels plus one plus an extra baker's dozen and eat those in private and throw out the remains so that no one knew it. I did that. Like, that was a huge one for me. But I ate salads. I don't know what's wrong with me either. Yeah, and I, I like I remember multiple people telling me, like, I don't understand why, like, you can't lose more weight because I, I only ever see you eating, like, steamed vegetables and salads and stuff. And, like, that was intentional. Like, I wanted to give people that impression because I was ashamed and embarrassed of eating anything else. Yeah. So the next one, I know I did a lot of talking, but the next one is social eating. And this can go a lot of different ways. Uh, there are people who say – I'm great eating by myself when I'm on plan, but when I'm out with others, that's when I really struggle. Yeah. There are people who say I'm great in public, but I'm, you know, I'm terrible when I'm by myself. So really, there's no one size fits all for this. But that social eating of, you know, maybe your partner or your friends can seem to eat or your kids, they can eat whatever they want. Yeah. They're like, you know, eating half a pizza, a whole pizza. We all know those and people who seem like they can eat anything and, and never gain an ounce. Yeah. And that like must be nice is fine. But when we think we deserve to be able to eat what they're eating because it's not fair that I have to watch what I'm eating. When you do that, you know, pound for pound, bite for bite uh, portioning, it doesn't help us. It doesn't matter what's fair, what other people's metabolisms are, what they do in private and public or whatever. Focusing on ourselves is really critical. Well, and even more as someone who has some social anxiety, yeah, hanging out near the buffet table, hanging out near the chips, hanging at like just the passing of time, having something tactile to do in public. It's awkward to sit eating nothing, doing nothing. It's just sort of this habitual, it's something to do with my hands thing is is also a big issue. Yeah, and hanging out near the food was a way to kind of avoid having to make small talk or, you know, talking in general for me at gatherings, well, you know, and, which I would do. Because I oftentimes I would get to a gathering and it'd be like, okay, where's the food? How much is there? What What is there that I like? And yeah. when can I go home? Like, right. Those are like the th my thoughts in that order. <laughs> yeah. I have loved the Super Bowl since I was a child and it had nothing to do with yeah. watching the Super Bowl, yeah, but Catherine's watching the snack table. Yeah, Catherine's not a big, uh, big NFL football fan, but the uh, the food is definitely uh, part of the, uh, of the whole thing. Well, and it would also, you know, in social situations, it's weird if I don't eat what my friend, you know, brings or whatever. It, there are lots of different ways it presents itself, but it's even worse for people like me who just flipping love food. Yeah. Love it. Love, love, love. Our daughter is like, eh. 
eh. Yeah, most of the time, uh, yeah. She's she's like she's into food, but she's not like like we are with food. No, she is like yeah, no here. Oh, my ice cream bar melted. Maybe Can you that take means it away? we're great parents. <laughs> mm, I don't think it has anything to do with us. No, I don't but think there are some so. people who just seem to be able to stop whenever, but not not me naturally. I uh, I've enjoyed it since a very young age. Yeah, and look, you mentioned it, but there there's also that idea of like, well, everyone else is is having, you know, I was invited out to this dinner, everybody else is eating like a normal entree. It would be awkward if I just ordered, you know, an appetizer and didn't eat like the same as everybody else. And and that sort of like social anxiety also can be used as an excuse yeah. to to indulge and go off of whatever plan that you're on. Well, and then there's what I like to, well, I think uh, society calls it codependent eating. Yes, which Catherine and I did to each other for many years. I call it Ouija board eating. Oh, because yeah. Because it's like no one's really making the choice. That, oh, we're getting a nap for the table with That's the right. table like bread. Like You absolve yourself of guilt by by tricking yourself into thinking somebody else made the choice for for the for the food option. And Donald and I enabled like, "Hey, do you feel like takeout? Do you feel like ice cream? Do you feel like a glass of wine?" You know, I could probably go for takeout ice cream wine glasses well, like, do right you now. Want to share an app or should we get two? I mean, like I'd like to try a couple, you know what I mean? Well, like, like I don't know what you want. But yeah, like, exactly. And if you and find so your octave up, going, eh. like we'd order Chinese, and we oh would gosh. like we would each get an app that we wanted, and we would share those, uh, and then we would we would usually get like three different entrees because like there was one that was yours, one that was mine, and then there was like one we would share. Ooh, and then the tofu the tower, like that's the full of protein, tower, right. even though it's just fried with a dipping sauce, like tofu tower. And then we really would delicious. add like our Egg own rolls, individual maybe? pints of like Ben and Jerry's as oh as our dessert. <laughs> I am sort of talk each other into quaking it. right yeah. now, one, wondering. But I ate a salad at lunch. It was just a salad. Yeah, I don't understand. Things aren't fair. Uh, so with that codependent, neither of us is really making the choice. Neither of us wants to rock the boat, or one of us would drag the other down. When Donald was seeing a modicum of success, yeah, or I would were. want to sabotage I him. I would want to sabotage you too, even if I didn't like openly acknowledge that I wanted to. Well, and if the other person is overeating, also it gives you permission to secretly be like, oh, I see him. Like, oh, they're not, you know, I've done a little, I'm going to be honest, I've done a little bit of that over the holiday season of, oh, well, it looks like maybe Donald is eating a piece of cheese. Maybe I won't track what I'm about to eat. I'm just gonna say it. It's been yeah. a rough. Like we're not we're not past all of this. Uh, these conditions come back, uh, if not uh, sort of called out. So uh, I was gonna say quack quack. That's yeah, my look, canary, it, it but that's a, not really. It is what a lifelong journey venture that we are on, and uh, you know it's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay, so uh, I think it's time to move on to the next category, which is something that I have dubbed impulse eating, um, which is basically you're not you weren't planning to eat something, you're not particularly hungry, but you see it or smell it, and then you just grab it, 
uh, and it's like, oh, that looks good. You you open, you know, the refrigerator to get some water and you, you happen to see a treat just sitting there and you reach for it. You walk into the break room at work and somebody's got homemade treats sitting yeah. out on the counter and and you just you don't think about it. You're just like, oh, that looks good. And you grab it. Um, and, uh, kind of another version of this could be that, that you see like a candy dish or, you know, you see like a bowl full of nuts somewhere that you weren't, you know, planning on and you just grab it that you weren't, you know, that unplanned, like it, and just like spur the moment you see it, you grab it and you, and this is why like grocery stores put all those candy bars oh at my the checkout. <laughs> well, but to that, like, oh, I'm driving by something. I wasn't thinking about. Uh, oh, that's another great example, I wasn't thinking which I about didn't even have. Yeah, Krispy Kreme, but then they had a flashing sign in the window that says "fresh baked," yeah. like right now, or or whatever fast food place that that you know you have a hard time resisting. You're you're just driving home and like, oh, this is weird. How did I take this route home? I'm seeing. I'm now I'm driving right past the fast food place that I need to stop at. Oh, I'm feeling attacked again. Yeah, but it like someone else has something. Oh. It's a random thing it brought in and just having no standards or policies around those kinds of impulsive impulses is really what dragged me down. We just did that episode, uh, 366 surprises about just like, oh, well, I didn't know our neighbor was going to bring us the thing and it's donut Tuesday and it's taco Tuesday. It's right. donut taco Tuesday. Uh, I was trying to think of like an acronym for like, I know they have like a, Cronuts? A cronut, but like, what about like a daco? Would that be like a donut taco? <laughs> donut taco? You're like taking it to a whole nother level. <laughs> or like a churro. B- anyway, I'm See, kind of grossing myself out. this is what it's like out. being married to an evil genius. Well, uh, the- like, who will create items like this? Well, uh, we were uh, uh, visiting family over the holiday and uh, Don's sister, Melissa, at, there were points where Donald and I would be like, ooh, what if we combined a blah, 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 blah together to make a cronut donut taco? And Melissa would be like, uh, aren't you? guys like inspirations or something <laughs> and like i hear you talk about food a lot look we, we only food. look thin the show is called we only look thin like inside we're still the people who want to eat all the food yeah oh we also got an email recently i need to reply uh, a lovely woman emailed and said that she notices that i like and i think i do it i put the emphasis on the wrong part of we only look thin because it is we only Look thin, yeah. which Donald was really good or has been really good about saying. But I, I don't uh, love saying things correctly. You might notice. Uh, no, so I'm you always do not. like, we only look thin. Like <laughs> I don't like. Eh, huh? I I used to actually capitalize like I know. all caps look when I would write it, and then it seemed to bother you that I did that, so I stopped no, a it, long time ago. Donald is correct. I just have. Uh, weird ticks i guess uh, it's like our cat our cat used to make us keep one of the cabinet doors open not that she would go in it but she would just claw at it until it opened and then we would open it and she would walk away i'm like that with pronunciation with things i just uh, i just put the wrong emphasis yeah it's like syllable. it's like the it's like the person who started mispronouncing library on purpose saying library like years ago and now they like don't know the difference yeah. deep down yeah it's true so uh, anyway you're not wrong we only look thin maybe it's just i can't <laughs> 
thin. Yeah, no. I, I, think... I don't make it weird, so no. that's good. Yeah, no, it's definitely not weird. All right, why don't we move on to the next and final category for this episode, Darling of Mine. Okay. And you so, can pronounce it any way that you like. Darling of Mine. Of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> so that multitask eating, this is that really big category of mindless grab and go. You're in the middle of doing other things. You walk by the candy dish at work. There's, you know, and you don't even know you're doing it. It's it's that food that you don't even realize you finished eating. Right. Like, oh, I didn't realize I finished the chips because I wasn't paying attention. So I'll just grab another couple of chips because I just want to, like, recognize that I'm finishing it out. Yeah, and it oftentimes manifests as, like, you're working and you have you have a treat that you're really looking forward to. And you continue to do your work while you eat it. And then suddenly the treat is gone. And you say, I didn't even really, like, get to enjoy that. How did that happen? I guess I better have another one that I can really focus on this time. Yeah. And that also that like eating while you're making dinner, like, oh, I'm just going to have some cheese and crackers and some wine. And I used to eat hummus and and crackers to the tune of like a thousand calories a night. It was hummus. Nature's bounty. Nature's It's healthy. vegan. It's, 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 it's super it's, food. It's chickpeas. Like how, how many calories could there be? And it turns out all the calories. saving the planet. The uh, the ozone layer is 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 healing just by every, me eating every bite of hummus stone heals, ground heals a little bit of it's the ozone. stone ground yeah. wheat yeah it's so natural uh but those sort of mindless oh i'm making lunch for the kids oh i'll just have a couple of chips while i'm doing that uh the, the handful of things the playing uh games this goes into like the social eating playing board games oh there's a chip table oh there's all the snacks oh there's popcorn oh we're watching television uh and uh we're just eating as as a family out of a bag that sort of like random nobody owns the food it's all just there for everyone uh apparently i do this also just that mindless oh, well everybody's doing it it's social it's and, fun and for me this this also will oftentimes um manifest itself in a slightly different way which is i will be working on something at work that I find to be, you know, difficult or perhaps tedious, or maybe I just really need to think about it. And I will get up to take a break and walk around and magically find myself in front of a snack. Yeah. <laughs> and then just grab that snack and eat it and and sort of use like having a little bit of food unplanned food as a break from whatever task that I was working on to give myself a little distance from it. And you do that enough and suddenly you're like jamming in hundreds, if not, you know, thousands of calories a day that you're that you're not even really thinking about. Well, and you know what? We're we're told by Big Candy Bar to give me a break. Yeah. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that <laughs> Kit Kat bar. Yes. And Lay's potato chips. No one can eat just one. Right. Just, you're right. You're right. I am a victim to it. But when we eat mindlessly, when we use food as a mindless crutch, we forget to track it. I didn't even notice it. How many did I have? Oh, it was just this tiny little bite. Right. Oh, how could that add up? Everybody else is doing it. Looking at the ways that we eat 
and the ways that we use food to avoid feelings, to sort of uh, grease the, the wheels in social situations where we just put things in our mouths and don't even realize it when we do comparison eating. Oh, they get to do it. Why shouldn't I? I'm a grown up. Shouldn't I be able to do this? It's not fair. All of these little like aggressions against your health goals happen without even noticing it. And when we say to ourselves, well, I don't have a sugar problem. Well, I don't even drink soda. Well, I'm not a sweets person. Seeing all of the other little ways that we sabotage ourselves, just recognizing it, recognizing our patterns and interrupting them is the start of change. When we start seeing our actions, when we start being present in the choices that we're making, we can start advocating for ourselves instead of being a victim of circumstance or emotion. Once we train ourselves to recognize the pattern and interrupt it with other things like, I don't know, maybe tell someone how you feel, maybe come up with alternative foods, maybe feel good about it when you proactively decide you're going to eat something and do it in a way that is purposeful and mindful. Once we start pulling out of the I'm a victim of my life and surroundings and stress and start advocating for ourselves and having a little bit of... um, Gosh, I can't remember the word. It starts with an A. Agency. Agency. Thank you. Man, that was quick. (laughs) Man, nice job. Thank you. Once we start taking agency and see food as like not not to fear it, but to see it as a great part of our lives that we can integrate into social situations, solo situations, and enjoy it mindfully. There's no shame in that. It feels really good to be able to eat things that we enjoy without letting it take over our goals. And when we're looking at weight loss and having goals around our, you know, our, our germ ventures, knowing that we don't have to live in austerity with all or nothing, knowing that emotional eating is just a habit that can be retrained, recognizing taking agency and boundaries with secret eating. Hey, I'm going to eat this salad and it's the perfect size for me. Thank you, Goldilocks, for your judgment. <laughs> I appreciate it. Knowing that we can go into social situations and eat in a way that works for us, not against us, getting away from those impulsive snacks and that multitasking, mindless eating, looking at small ways to make it possible for ourselves, even in small ways, is really important. Pay attention. What did you feel personally attacked on in this episode? Yeah, think think about what we've said this week. And the things that really resonated with you, the things that maybe you didn't realize you were doing. Um, and then you can look forward to next week. We have a whole nother batch of things there can't that, be that, more might, ways that to might eat. resonate with you that you might also be doing. And I've I've done all of these things <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, this is from personal experience. So, and if you have any other, uh, you know, ways that you eat that we haven't considered, we would love to hear about it. Maybe we'll talk about it on next week's episode. We will see about that. Um, but uh, but thank you so much for listening. Pay attention to the way you're eating. And uh, thank you, Dave, for bringing up this amazing, insightful 
topic. Yes, very grateful for Dave and his email, and thank you all for listening. We are grateful for each and every one of you. Uh, it really does mean a lot to us that you've taken time out of your day to spend some time with us. You can find all of our episodes wherever you found this one. Sorry, I keep saying that, but it's almost all of our episodes. The most recent 300, now that we've passed 300, the early ones are uh, are only available on our website, uh, uh, but uh, they are up there. They are not behind a paywall, uh, but you do have to go to our website to find them to weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan. We won't prescribe any uh, plans to you, but we do have people doing intermittent fasting, macros, weight watchers, calorie tracking, lots of different plans. We're not there to judge one another's plans, but we are there to support one another in all of these mindset tools, all of these like ways that we use food to uh, to hide from feelings, uh, hide from boundaries. Uh, it's super supportive and I'm super proud of it. We do weekly Zoom meetings to talk about issues and uh, we have subgroups to focus on specific areas of interest. So please check us out. We have two subscription options, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. The the more honest you are, the more open you are, the more you will get out of the group. So this is a great private place to really work on yourself while you are working on your journey toward health. Yeah, so please check it out. And you can also interact with us in other ways. You can find us on social media at We Only Look Thin on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can be like Dave and you can send us an email to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We appreciate episode suggestions. And Dave wasn't even necessarily suggesting we do an episode on this. Um, and we turned it into two episodes anyway. Uh, so you never know if you write in. Uh, we enjoy questions. We enjoy compliments. And you can send all of those things to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And speaking of compliments, if you have a couple of extra minutes and you want to support our podcast, please head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. We got one from Spain the other day that I saw. Oh, uh, that's gracias. nice. Hello. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we don't always see all of the international uh, uh, compliments uh, and stars, but we do appreciate them when we see them. Uh, and domestically in the U.S. of A., Thank you very much for doing that. Not only does it let us know that after six years, seven, I think we're on seven years now. We, we have started our seventh year, yes. Yeah, this is a mom and pop organization <laughs> we are literally a mom and pop and yes we are we are just uh, the two of us doing it all and it really helps us know that what we're doing is making a difference uh we have never missed a week in seven years knock on wood yeah uh, and we uh we put out the content because we know uh we are a part of your journey ventures so thank you so much for spending a little time uh giving us five stars leave a little review thank you very much we only look thin donald's looking at me way to jinx us by the way <laughs> 
way. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> jinx us on the I believe, recording. I don't believe in much. Yeah. I do believe I do in the power believe of in the, the power jinx. of the jinx, exactly. Uh, also, if you could uh, tell somebody about the show, that really helps us out. Uh, word of mouth is really one of the best ways uh, that the show grows. If you're in a conversation and it seems relevant, uh, you know somebody who might enjoy our uh, our shtick and get something out of our weight loss and fitness advice, uh, if you could just give us a shout out, that would be great. Or if you're in an online group, if uh, there are Facebook groups, there are Reddit groups, there are Discord servers about weight loss and fitness, if you are in one of those and you give us a shout out, it really does help the show grow. Yeah, and I'm not really on those, but Donald is, and I just kind of assume it's the dark web, but like, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever server you're on, just, yeah. we don't, we don't care. Just yeah, I, I go on there for <laughs> weight loss and fitness advice to give people weight loss and fitness yeah, and advice like his- and also to buy illegal weapons. <laughs> Or just like, like chat to people on your Disney like card app yeah. fun game thing. Yeah, it's true. I do. I'd like to talk to people about that a lot. Yeah, we're, we're pretty menacing. So if you're not sure what is more troubling, that we discussed Jane Fonda being bitten by razor sharp doll teeth <laughs> yeah. or Nemo being bitten by shark teeth, just remember that Donald and I and Dave – are an, an inspiration. Asian, 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 Asian. I don't really like Duran Duran, by the way. What? I don't. I'm cutting that out of the episode. No, no keep it in. I do not want people keep to it know in. that. No, we'll lose all our listeners. I need to be authentic. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.